Blog Talk Radio. Praise God and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Without any further ado, Evangelist Janet Taylor has the pulpit for two hours. I give you Evangelist Janet Taylor. Well, amen, church. It's good to be back with you on tonight. And before we get started, I'm going to blow the shofar, sound the alarm to wake up the sleeping church. So let's go ahead and do that, and we're going to jump right into tonight's teaching. Amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The word of the Lord is said, Blow ye the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm. Wake up the mighty men of God. Wake up the sleeping church. Glory be to God. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor coming to you live on Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. Walls of Fire um, has been established since uh, 2000 and uh, I want to say 2005. But anyway, um, important tonight is that you know that we are Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International uh, web address is www.wallsoffiredeliverancemin.com. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, 27051. Our phone number is 336-575-0206. And our email address is jet245 at msn.com. So if you would like to sow a seed, you can PayPal us or Zell us at jet245 at msn, <coughs> excuse me, at msn.com or 336-575-0206. We are uh, coming to you live from the Fellowship of Deliverance and I want to give God thanks and praise for Apostle Emmett Overton allowing us to be on at this time. So we're going to go ahead and get started. I pray that you have your seatbelts on tonight. We're going for uh, a good, powerful ride in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So what we're talking about tonight is power in the name of Jesus. And our first scripture for this lesson comes from Proverbs 18 and 10. And it says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Our second scripture comes from Philippians 2, verses 9 through 11. So we're going to go over there very quickly. And it reads, Wherefore God has also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that 
every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Glory be to God. I want to reiterate that 10th verse, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And our final scripture, it's actually where I'm going to be teaching from tonight, comes from Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. So if you'll um, bear with me, I'm going to read the scriptures and teach from the scriptures tonight. And it says, We're at Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple, hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, Give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them, into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God. I tell you, I am so excited. I am so excited to tell the people of God there is power in the name of Jesus. Now, when we look at this passage, Before we even start with this passage, I want to go back to Proverbs 18 and 10, because that's the backdrop for this message. And it says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. So we're focusing on the name and the power that's in the name of Jesus. All right? Paul picked it up in Philippians, and he said, Wherefore God hath given him a name, he hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess 
that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So Paul understood what was written about in Proverbs in the Old Testament. Paul is a New Testament uh, uh, um, missionary. He understood that there was power in the name of Jesus. So he got it. Glory be to God. Now, we see this illustrated here in Acts chapter 3. We see Peter and John about to go into the temple for for prayer, for noonday prayer. But it was about 3 o'clock, so apparently that's what time they went into the temple for prayer. And the Bible says that when they got ready to go in, they were like going up to the temple, so they obviously were walking up some steps. And the Bible said there was a certain lame man there, and he had been lame from his mother's womb, so he was going this way. And he was sitting there because somebody carried him there every day, and he went there to beg for money. And this particular day, he encountered two men of God. He encountered Peter and John. And the Bible says that he did what he normally does. He asked for an arm of them. He asked for a donation. He asked for contribution. He asked for some help. And Peter and John were about to go into the temple. But Peter looked at this man, and the Bible says that Peter commanded this man to look on us. And the man obeyed. The man gave heed, expecting to receive something. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. He was expecting. You see, a lot of times people go to the altar and they're not really expecting nothing. They're just going out of tradition. So they go not expecting nothing. They go full of doubt and unbelief, so they don't receive anything. But the Bible says that this man gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. He didn't know what he was going to receive, but he was expecting to receive something from these two men. And the scripture goes on to say that Peter began to expound to him. Silver and gold have I none. I don't have no money, is what Peter's saying. He said, but such as I have, I give unto you. In other words, I got something better than money. Glory be to God in the highest. Oh, if the church could just get there. My God, my God, if the church could just get there. We may not have what the individual is asking for. You may not have a a, a sandwich. Uh, You may not have money to buy them a sandwich. You may not have a coat or jacket to give them. You may not have shoes to even give, to put on their feet at that particular moment. But you said to this person, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give unto thee. And the Bible says Peter did.
he commanded him in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Glory be to God. And the man got up leaping and dancing and walking and praising God. The Bible says that strength went into this man's ankles immediately. Why? Because the man believed and therefore he received. He expected to receive something. And therefore he did receive something. Glory be to God. Now, he was asking for money, but he received something greater than money. He received his healing. He had been born lame. He was crippled from his birth, but yet he was healed in an instant. Why? Because he believed. You see, the Bible talks about this. The Bible talks about believing. He said, with men, it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. If we could just believe that God is who he said he is and that he will do what he said he will do, we can receive. I want to give you an example. Um, I've shared with you all how my car got repossessed one time. Uh, 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 um, I just simply forgot to pay it. Got to make the car payment. Um, it must have been over two months that I didn't make it. And because I had the money, I just forgot to make the car payment. And one day I went out to get in the car. And I thought I must have had a heat stroke because my car was gone. And I didn't, um, I didn't know where the car was at. So I called the car company. And they said, yeah, we got it. And I said, um, what do I need to do to get my car back? So they told me what to do. I had to go and Western Union them the money. And I did. And um, then they said, I said, when can I get my car back? They said, call us back tomorrow. So I realized I have done everything I can humanly do that's possible. So I have reached my limitations. And I sat down on my couch and I began to worship the Lord. I began to sing, hey, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And a single tear rolled down my face. And I fell asleep right there on my couch. The next morning, I got up and I called these people. And I was getting the runaround. All of a sudden, they, they, they knew who I was, and they didn't know who I needed to talk to about getting my car back. I said, who's the supervisor? So the supervisor got on the phone. And I had to preach that same weekend in Washington, D.C., so I was driving to D.C. So I said, ma'am, my car got repossessed yesterday, and I explained everything. I said, I the payments. I said, I have the money. I went and paid it like I was told, and I'm caught up. Any late fees, I paid that too. I said, now, um, when can I get my car back? So 
she put me on a brief hold. I said, because I got to be in Washington this weekend. I got to preach the gospel. And she said, can I put you on a brief hold? And I said, yeah. The woman put me on hold, and then she came back to the phone. And she said to me, can you get to this address in the next 15 minutes? I said, yes, ma'am, I can. Now, thanks, I didn't have a car. I had no way to get there. But I told her, yes, ma'am, I can. She said, if you can get there in the next 15 minutes, you can go pick up your car. So I hung up the phone with her, and I was tempted to call a taxi, but I didn't know how long it would take for a taxi to get to me. So what I did was I called a pastor friend of mine. I said, can you come and take me to go and get my car. So the pastor came and took me to go get my car. And when I got there, the car that had been repossessed the day before, nothing was taken out of my car. The car had not been processed as a repo. As a matter of fact, it never entered. It was never entered in the computer that the car was ever repoed. So it was never on my credit report that I had a repo. So God took care of the whole thing. I did not panic. I did not fret. I worshiped the Lord. Because what I learned about God is that if he is God of the mountain, then he's God of the valley. And I was in the valley, but I had to trust God. The same way I trust him when I'm up high on the mountain, I had to trust God while I was in this valley. So I got my car back, and everything was straightened out. And, I, and like I said, it never even was entered into the system that the car had been repoed, so it never showed up on my credit report. I got to give God some praise for that. Why? Because I was being tried. I was being tested. My faith was being to believe God. And so I sat down and worshiped him. I just worshiped him. I let God know I'm standing on Christ the solid rock and all other ground is sinking sand. And I share that with you all so that you will know that preachers go through things too. But preachers have to learn the same lesson that every last one of us believers have to learn, and that is there is power in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus. I ask God to return my car in the name of Jesus because God knew I had to be in Washington, D.C. that weekend, so he knew I needed the car to get there, and he provided it. He provided it. So I give God praise. It was not me. It's power. There is power in the name of Jesus, and I thank him. So when we look at this passage right here, we see that Peter and John did not have anything natural to give this man. They didn't have no money. They didn't have no food. They didn't have no clothes. They didn't have anything. But what they had, good God Almighty, came from the throne. What they had was greater than money. 
it was greater than food. It was greater than anything that they could have given him material-wise. You see, material things are temporary. It's not to say that we should not give material things, but we have something greater. Greater is he that is within us than he that's in the world. So we have to learn how to give the people what they really need. They need Jesus. A man that's standing on the street corner asking for a sandwich, he may need some food. I don't doubt that. But he needs something more than that food because that food is only going to sustain him for one day. That's only going to be one meal. But when you give him Jesus, that will sustain him for a lifetime. I always believe uh, giving a man a fish, he'll eat one for, for one day. But if you teach him the fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. So Peter and John met this man's need. They ministered to him. Why? Because of their faith. They believed that there is power in the name of Jesus. They didn't say in the name of the king. They didn't say in the name of Caesar. They didn't say in the name of Peter and John. They called upon the name of Jesus because Proverbs 18 and 10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are saved. So Peter and John commanded him to rise up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, let me say this to you. There are a lot of people who are praying a whole lot of prayer. But if they leave out the name of Jesus, you see, Jesus told his disciples, he said, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will do it. Let, let, let's look at that. Let's look at that. John chapter 14. We're going to look at John chapter 14, and then we're going to look back at, uh, at John chapter 16. So let's go to John 14. John 14, verses 13 and 14. Now, this is Jesus. Uh, I'm actually going to start at 12, actually 11. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, for else believe me for the very work's sake. So Jesus was telling the people, believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else just believe for the work's sake. You've you seen me raise the dead. You've seen me uh, turn water into wine. You've seen me walk on water. You've seen all those things. So either believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or just believe for the very work's sake. You've seen me feed the 5,000 with two fishes and five loaves of bread. You've seen those things. You are eyewitnesses. Then he goes on to say, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask. Now, Jesus is talking to his disciples. In my name, that will I do, that the Father 
may be glorified in the Son. And if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. What is his name? Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. All right? Let's go over to John 16 and verse 23. Let's look at that. John 16 and verse 23 says, And in that day ye shall ask nothing. Ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. Jesus is clearly teaching his disciples how to pray. To pray asking in the name of Jesus. And and, and he didn't put no limitations on it. He said, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you want your prayers to be heard, pray asking God the Father in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ. And the Father will do it. Glory be to God. You see, we have forgotten to exalt the name of Jesus. So many times we have a problem and we exalt the problem. We exalt the bill collectors. We exalt the boss on the job. We exalt uh, the problem. We exalt cancer. We exalt what the doctors see. We exalt what the x-ray show. We exalt all of these things. But it's time to flip the script and exalt Jesus instead of our problems. The more we exalt his name, the less significant our problems will be. As I told you, my car got repoed, and I sat down and worshiped the Lord. Psalm 34, verses 1 through 3 tells us, I will bless the Lord when at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. To magnify something means to enlarge it or to make it bigger. Glory be to God. And when I magnify the Lord, he gets bigger, and my problems become smaller. Glory be to God. So I'm going to exalt his name and, and, and watch God make my problems smaller and smaller and smaller until they disappear. You see, we spend too much time talking about the problem instead of the problem solver. We spend too much time talking about our troubles instead of the solution. His name is Jesus. Glory be to God. COVID-19 has to come down. uh, 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 Paul said it in Philippians. He said that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. And that word should should be translated to must bow. Glory be to God. So COVID-19 must bow. Cancer must bow. All manner of sickness and disease must bow. Worry and fear and fret, even death, must bow to the name of Jesus. Why? Because there is power in the name of Jesus. The name of the Lord 
is a strong tower. Glory be to God. So let us exalt his name together. Let us lift up our voice like a trumpet in Zion and begin to exalt the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Exalt the name of Jesus over your problems, over your job, over your boss. Exalt the name of Jesus over your finances. Exalt the name of Jesus over your spouse, your husband, your wife. Exalt the name of Jesus over your wayward children. Exalt the name of Jesus over that car that's giving you trouble. Exalt the name of Jesus over your home. Exalt the name of Jesus over your ministry. Exalt the name of Jesus over your bills. Exalt the name of Jesus over whatever is coming against you. Exalt the name of Jesus over it. Why? Because there's power in the name of Jesus. I want to give another testimony. You know, um, last year, no, last week, I was going through a situation. A situation, it was a financial situation, and it was a bill, a bill that was hanging over my head. And um, I have been paying on this bill. I've been paying faithfully every month. I, I make a certain amount of payment to it. Um, but I don't work. I don't have a job. So I only uh, get money from preaching. So I um, have been paying every month, faithful to pay this bill, um, but also faithful to pay my tithes because I'm not going to rob God. I'm not going to rob him to pay somebody else. I'm going to pay him first, give him what he asked for, and then um, pay my bills. So I was paying faithfully on this bill, the exact amount that the people said. I couldn't pay a penny more, but I paid what they told me to pay. So then um, they sent me a letter saying they were going to raise the payment. And in other words, the payment was going to revert back to what the original payment should have been. And that was over $1,000 a month. And I um, I didn't have it, and I knew I didn't have it, and knew that um, that was a stretch for me, but not a stretch for God. So I, um, I wrote them a letter and told them why I could not pay uh, the $1,000 a month. But I said, I will be willing to continue paying the amount that you all had, the reduced amount that you all had um, given me. And so I wrote this letter, sent it in, because I had a certain deadline to get it in, so I did that. And then um, I got a call on Friday. This woman called me, told me she was handling my case, and uh, she was sympathetic to me. And she said, um, she said, I have filled out these forms incorrectly. So I told her, I apologized, and I asked her, could I um, resubmit the forms? She said, yes. And then all of a sudden, in the conversation, she began to, she turned hostile towards me. And she said, um, I, I'm not going to be able to approve this. 
because you don't have this and you don't have that. And um, so I, I was like, but you just told me to resubmit the form. So she said, finally, we got off the phone, and she said, um, my last understanding was to resubmit the form and uh, provide her with some documentation, some proof that I was telling the truth. So I said, okay, what she asked for. And she she said, uh, I got a nasty email back from her later that evening saying, that I had done it wrong again and that um, she just wasn't going to be able to approve it. It was denied, and, and I was going to have to pay this $1,000 a month. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but somebody needs to hear this because somebody is going through this on this week. So I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, show me what to do. But I told the Lord I'm not going to be afraid. Because this thing was looking like a giant. Y'all remember how Goliath stood in front of little David. And it was looking like I was um, face-to-face with a Goliath. But I remember, even though all these other grown soldiers were afraid of this giant, there was one person, one young man, just a little strapling who was not afraid of this giant. As a matter of fact, he told this giant, who is this uncircumcised giant to defy the army of the living God? He said, this day, I'm going to cut off your head. And I know that that got that giant upset, but David did not back down. They offered him Saul's armor. He said, no, I can't put that on. He said, I've not proved that. They offered him, he said, no, I can't use that either. But he took five smooth stones and a slingshot. And the Bible says that he put one stone in that slingshot, and he hit that giant. And he hit him so hard, he hit him directly in his forehead, in the middle of his forehead, and not the giant unconscious. And the Bible says David picked up the giant's own sword and cut off his head. Glory be to God in the highest. Now, I brought this up to say that I was standing before a giant, and I told God I'm not going to be afraid. I said, God, Even if you don't do this, I'm still going to worship you. I'm still going to praise you because that just means you got another way you're going to handle this. So I told God, I said, I'm not afraid of these people. I said, so I'm not going to allow fear to enter into my heart. Because the Bible tells me that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind, and perfect love casts out all fear. So I stood, I stood on the word of God that says, Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. So I didn't get afraid, and I didn't panic, I didn't do anything. I just wrote 
the letter that the lady said she needed two forms of documentation. I got them signed, and um, then I resubmitted the form that she said I had filled out incorrectly. I resubmitted the form. So come Monday, I said to myself, I'm not going to call this lady to see that she gets my paperwork. I said, God, I'm going to be still. I'm going to wait. So while I was waiting, I was worshiping. I was praising God. I was in the word of God. I was just feasting on the word of God. So I went on my computer later that evening, not even checking my email, but I get notifications. So I received a notification that I had an email from this woman. So I I went to my email and checked it out. And when I opened her email, my email from this woman, it said, you have been approved to remain at the reduced rate. And I said, God, I thank you. Now, my trust was in the Lord. My trust was in the Lord. You see, some are trusting in horses, and some are trusting in chariots. But the Bible says, but we will remember the name of the Lord. Why? Because the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run in and they are saved. I give God praise because I told God, God, you have done this for me before. I'm just asking you to do it again. And I took out my journal, and I began to make a list of other victories that God had given me. I took out my journal, and I began to write of other things that God, other giants that I had, and how God slew my giants for me. Yes, they were big, they were formidable, but God brought them down. They were uh, 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 putting out threats, and they were taunting me. They were saying they're going to do this, and they're going to do that. But this is what God said. He turned the heart of that woman. What she was saying on Friday, he turned it on Monday. Glory be to God. The Bible says that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, and he turneth it whithersoever he will. So I'm not trusting in man. I'm not trusting in, in policies. I'm not trusting in programs. I am trusting in the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He did it before, and he did it again. I walked away from that situation. My giant was slave, and I had the victory. Glory be to God, because the name of the Lord is a strong tower. There is power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I give God praise. I began to worship him. I posted it on Facebook. I wanted people to know that God, hallelujah, he is faithful. He will do what he said he will, and he did it before, and he'll do it again. Sometimes we got to rehearse past victories that God done brought us through. You got to rehearse that time they said no to you before. Hallelujah. And God turned it around. You got to rehearse when the doors were slammed shut in your face and God turned it around. You got to rehearse 
Glory be to God. When you get that negative report from the doctor, glory be to God, and God turns it around. You got to rehearse when the bank said no. Glory be to God. And and then they turned around and and changed their mind because God turned it around. Now, I was telling somebody, I said, you know, we forget so quickly when God done brought us through a situation. We forget. So when the next situation come up, it's like all of a sudden we have a memory lapses. But I went back. I began to rehearse all of the victories, the greatest of all being saved. Salvation is the greatest victory God has ever given me because I was on my way to hell. I was in sin. I was a sinner. Glory be to God. Saved by grace. I was on my way to hell, and God literally snatched me, good God Almighty, from the enemy's hand. Glory be to God. He brought me up out of Egypt, up out of bondage. Glory be to God. I was strung out on crack cocaine. I was a prostitute. I was in and out of jail. I was in and out of prison. I've been raped repeatedly. I was stabbed and left for dead in an alley. But God saved a miserable wretch like me. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. He put his word inside of me. He gave me a heart. Hallelujah. A heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone. And he called me to go and preach his word. Glory be to God. So I know there's power in the name of Jesus. You see, when I was in the crack house, glory be to God, and people were talking about me, and they would put me out, and they did me so bad. Hallelujah. And I would be crying walking down the street. I had nowhere to stay. I was homeless. I was in the street living like an animal. God heard my cry. Glory be to God. And he saved a wretch like me. Glory be to God. So I know that there is power in the name of Jesus because I called on his name. Glory be to God. I said, God save me. I said, God don't let me die and go to hell. I said, God, if you'll give me one more chance, I'll serve you till I die. That was 28 years ago. Glory be to God in the highest. And God saved me right there on the spot. Instantly, I was set free. Instantly, I knew I'd never use drugs and alcohol again. Instantly, I knew I'd never be a street prostitute again. Instantly, I knew I would serve God till I die. Glory be to God. And he has kept me by his mighty power. There is power in the name of Jesus. I give him praise. I give him praise. I give him praise. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, we're going to talk about the man with the withered hand. Turn with me to Mark chapter 3. To Mark. We're going to look at chapter 3. Hallelujah. And this is what it says. Chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. It says, and he entered again into the synagogue, and there was a man which had a withered hand, and they watched him whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. And when he said unto the man which had the withered hand, stand forth. And he said unto them, 
Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath day or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they held their peace. And when he had looked round about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he said unto them, unto the man, stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the others. And the Pharisees went forth and straightway took counsel with the Herodians against him, how they might destroy him. All right, we're going to look at verses 10 and 12, 10 through 12. For he had healed many insomuch that they pressed upon him for to touch him as many as had plagues. And unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell down before him and cried, saying, Thou art the Son of God. And he straightly charged them that they should not make him known. You see, everywhere Jesus went, everywhere he went, he went about doing good and healing the people. For he saw what the enemy had done to the people. He saw how the enemy had afflicted God's people. He saw how the enemy had tormented them. He saw how the enemy had abused them. And he always went about healing them. And so he healed this lame man, this man with a withered hand. And um, the Pharisees were so evil. They were so jealous of him. They sought an occasion against him. And what they were looking for is some Jewish law that they could find that he had not adhered to, so to speak. So this is why Jesus asked them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But these wicked men wouldn't say anything because they were trying, they were wanting to trap him. So Jesus knew what was in their hearts. He knew they were evil. And he went about his business and healed this man. He simply told the man, stretch forth thy hand. And the Bible says, and he stretched it out, and his hand, ha, his hand was restored whole as the other. Glory be to God. Y'all better not mess with me up in here tonight. You see, Jesus restored this man. Glory be to God. This man He knew who Jesus was. He knew who Jesus was, and he believed. But these people that were around, they knew who he was too. But they were looking for something to have against him. And Jesus paid them no mind. He healed many in so much that they pressed upon him for to touch them, to touch them as many as had plagues. The Bible said unclean spirits came out of them, and they fell. They saw him and fell down before him. And he told them that they should not tell anyone. Let me tell you something. Our God is awesome. He's always working, even when we can't see him work. Glory be to God. 
everything Jesus did, he did not do it for himself. He didn't do anything to try to make a name for himself or draw attention to himself. He only did what he saw his father doing. And the Bible says that he went about doing good, healing many. Now, you would think that nobody would be upset with that, but there was a group that were upset. The the Pharisees, they hated him. Glory be to God. They hated him. Why? Because he was righteous and because he was holy and because he was the son of God. And they could not deny who he was. They could not. They could not deny the works that he did. They couldn't do none of what he did. There is power in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Let's go over to Matthew, Matthew chapter 12. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Matthew chapter 12, and we're going to start at verse 9. Hallelujah. We're talking about this uh this this uh this Jesus. This Jesus, this Jesus, this Jesus, hallelujah. Glory be to God. And when he was departed thence, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man which had his hand withered, and they asked him. So it's recorded again in Matthew chapter 12. He asked them, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him? So we see here the same story. It's recorded in Matthew chapter 12, and it's also recorded in Luke chapter 6. You see, Jesus, Jesus, he, Jesus is, he, he, he is unique. There's power in his name. You know, you might you, 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 you might go to somebody else. You might call somebody else's name. And, uh, you know, men like to think they're powerful. Certain people like to think, oh, that's a powerful man. He got some power. But he ain't got no power. He ain't got no power because there's power only in the name of Jesus. All right? The name of Jesus is so powerful that Jesus himself told his disciples to pray to the Father in his name and promise that whatever they asked, that God would do it. Now, that's power. There's power in the name of Jesus. You know, I I, I shared with you all how I got sick back here in December, and I was so sick that uh, I, I just couldn't hold nothing on my stomach. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And um, then I had COVID-19 in July, and uh, me and my husband both had COVID-19. And then last week I told you I had this financial situation. But Jesus, I called on the name of Jesus, and he heard my cry, and he pitied my groans. And he delivered me again. He's done it before. And that's what I told him. I said, Lord, you've done this before. God, you've worked many miracles for me. You've opened doors. 
that they said was slammed shut and no way possible to open. And God opened that door. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. He's He's done things for, you know, God has erased stuff and caused people. I got a job one time that I shouldn't have had because they told me, they said, you need to go get a police report. So when they told me that, I said, boy, I knew that I was finished right there. So I just didn't bother to go and get it. So I went to the job and started the job. They told me to come on in and start the job. Do you know they never asked me for that police report? I couldn't go and get no police report. I tell you the truth. My record is, was longer than the street you live on. But I never went and got it. And God hid the whole matter from me. They didn't mention it, and I didn't mention it. And I worked. It was a very important job. That's what God will do. God will hide prison records. God will hide police records. God will hide all kind of stuff. If you believe and you trust him. Because that what? There's power in the name of Jesus. Oh, I got to give him some praise tonight. I got to give him some praise. His name is highly exalted. Above my situation and above my circumstances. So I exalt the name of Jesus. Why? Because there is no name like the name of Jesus. The Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So I believe in the power that's in the name of Jesus. I want to take you to one last scripture, Matthew chapter 15. Verse 25. We're going to look at this scripture starting at verse 21. It says, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him. Now, this is a Gentile. This woman, she, 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 She's not even worthy to be talking to him. And she came and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. This woman, who is a Gentile, believed that Jesus was Lord. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Thou son of David, she knew who he was, and she believed who he was. She believed he was who she had heard about. She said, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her, not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, send her away, for she cried after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He let her know, I'm not sent to the Gentiles. I'm only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And she said, is it not me to take the children's bread 
and to cast it to the dogs? And she said, he said that, and she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. This is a, 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 I don't want to use the word unbeliever because she definitely believes. She believes that Jesus is the son of God. She believes that he is uh, the son of David. She believes that there's power in the name of Jesus. She believes that he got power and authority. And she believed that he can heal her daughter. So she went to him. She came a long way. This woman walked a long way to get to Jesus. That is faith in motion. And when she got to him, the Bible said he answered her, not a word. But she would not be denied. The Bible says his disciples came and said, send her away. She crying after us. She, she getting on our nerves. She bothering us. But Jesus answered, and he said, I am not sent to you. I'm only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then she said, she worshiped him and said, Lord, help me. You see, you can't worship the Lord if you don't believe that he is the Lord. That's the same way I got down and worshiped the Lord when my car was repossessed. When my car got repossessed, I did not sit down and have me a pity party. I sat down and worshiped the Lord. Why? Because even though my car had been repossessed, he was still Lord, still worthy. He was still worthy of all the honor and all of the glory and all of the praise. And so I decided instead of crying over my car, I'm going to worship the King of Kings. I'm going to worship the Lord of Lords. I'm going to pour out my love upon him because he's worthy. If I don't get the car back, he's still God. If I don't get uh, to Washington, D.C., he's still God, and he's still worthy. Glory be to God because he sent his son. He sent his only begotten son, hallelujah, to die on Calvary's cross in my place. Glory be to God so that I might have a right to the tree of life. Glory be to God. They whipped him all night long. Hallelujah. He shed his blood. Glory be to God. The Bible says he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity. And the chastisement of my peace was upon him. But with his strength, I am healed. Glory be to God. I got healed. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I got delivered. I got set free. I got saved. Hallelujah. Because of what Jesus did. So I worship him. I worship him. When things are going good, I worship him. When things are going bad, I worship him because he's worthy. He's still worthy. And the church has got to get that in their head. He's still worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. He's still 
of Jesus. So instead of complaining, instead of crying about your problems, instead of moaning and groaning, begin to worship the Lord. Somebody that's listening to me tonight, you're going through a situation. You're going through something. It looks like a giant. It's tall. It's standing in front of you, and you can't see your way. Glory be to God. But you must remember, hallelujah, if God before you, he's more than the whole world against you, and there is power. Start calling on the name of Jesus. There is power, wonder-working power in the name of Jesus. And whatsoever you ask the Father in his name, it shall be done in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. If you need salvation, ask him in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If you need a healing, ask for it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If you need deliverance, ask for it. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, believe and you shall receive because there's power in the name of Jesus. We got to believe that. We got to believe that. If we don't believe that, if believers don't believe that there's power in the name of Jesus. I told you, church, on Friday, it was looking bad for me. It was looking one way. But over the weekend, God turned that thing around, and he turned it around in my favor. Glory be to God. All I had to do was trust him. All I had to do was worship him and believe him and wait on him. Glory be to God. I just waited on him. And I told God, I said, God, if you don't do it, I'm still going to trust you. And I'm still going to serve you, and I'm still going to worship you. Job said, if he slay me, yet will I trust him. Glory be to God in the highest. We got to know that there's power in the name of Jesus. And he has given us power and authority in his name. And when we call on that great name, who can stand before us. No demon in hell can stand before us when we call upon the name of Jesus in faith, believing, and we shall receive in the name of Jesus. Why? Because there is power, wonder-working power in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, I pray that somebody gets this tonight. I pray that you have been blessed. I pray that, that, that you are encouraged. I pray that you are inspired tonight. Somebody is feeling like, well, they've already said no. Go back. Apply again. Apply again. Apply again. Glory be to God. But ask this time, ask the Father to do it in the name of Jesus, because the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous 
and run into it, and they are saved. There is power in the name of Jesus. May God bless you. May heaven smile on you. May you just meditate and marinate in this word tonight. May you be encouraged and strengthened to know that there is power. No matter what you're going through, there is power in the name of Jesus. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor coming to you live from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. Our address is P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, 27051 is our mailing address. We can be reached by phone at 336-575-0206 at JET245 at MSN.com. That's our email address. And if you'd like to PayPal us, if you want to contribute to this ministry, by all means do so. We, we want you to contribute to us so that we can sow into others. Just on this week, we sent money to Africa. We sent money to an orphanage in Africa because the Lord said, send them some money. So our ministry sent money to an orphanage in Africa. Glory be to God. And we've helped other ministries. We've, we've sown seed in India. We've sown seed in uh, 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 Israel. Glory be to God. And we're not boasting in that. I'm just letting you know. That's why we are international ministry because we we are in we're connected to ministries in countries. So if the Lord leads you to sow a seed into this ministry, you can PayPal us using my email address, JET two four five at MSN dot com, or you can send it by Zelle at the same email address. J-E-T-245 at MSN.com. May God richly bless you. May you go to sleep tonight remembering that despite what you are facing, the giant that you may be facing, there is power in the name of Jesus. God bless you all, and this is Evangelist Janet Taylor signing out.